Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into God's Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the abundance that you've given to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for the unique personality that you've equipped us with, Lord, and all the tools necessary for each and every one of us to fulfill the call that you have on our lives, God. We thank you for the support that we have within your body, Lord, and the structure that you've set up, Lord. And we thank you for our partners and our listeners. And we ask you to bless them and bless their homes and their businesses, Lord, and all the activities and tasks they put their hands to, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue our study and discussion in the Word and specifically the book of Acts. This morning we're moving forward into chapter 19. So with that, can I get a volunteer to read the first 10 verses? I will. All right, Charles. And it happened while Apollos was in Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all, and he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from there and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And they continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Uh Amen. Amen. So, at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to begin? Well, it... it it kind of looks like to me, like in the first verse where it says that uh, Paulus was in Corinth and Paul was passing through the upper regions. It almost looks like um, a tag team, if you will. Like if you watched a wrestling match and they got the two that both go out and, and, you know, put on the show. But for Paul and Apollos, they're both working together to accomplish the will of the Lord. Paul isn't going, oh, Apollos, you're so terrible at this. You're not as eloquent as I am. You were not the the chief of all the Pharisees. You weren't you weren't the head. You're not as good as I was. You didn't sit under Gamaliel. And Apollo wasn't going, what you talking about, Paul? You don't know these people. You ain't from here. You, you don't know how to speak to them. And they're bickering and fighting with each other and trying to one-up each other versus trying to help each other. And we see that... Um, I'll say in America today where it's all about, 
me and instead of using others to help so we all win the races, I'm going to use you as stepping stones mm-hmm. and harm you, intentionally harm you, not just use you as a stepping stone, but I'm going to make sure that you can't get up off that ground while I continue on to aspire to my dreams, not going after the dreams of God, not going after his goals and his his desires. We put our own before him and go, well, I'm God too. And no, we're not. <laughs> of course, of course not. But being focused on doing the will of the Lord. Um, James talks a great deal about loving your brother and what it means and how much a um, thermometer, if you will, of where you are is whether or not you love your brother. And they were not only um, brethren in the sake of being Jews, but also in the sake of naming the name of Jesus Christ. So if you say you love God, but you hate your brother, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. So that's confirmation that they were walking in love and that the, the mercy of God, the goodness of God and the plan of God was at the forefront of their minds. Doesn't mean that they never had a a disagreement or, you know, um, growing pains along the way, but it means ultimately they decided to put the fact that they love Jesus Christ and that they're here to do his will above all other things, including their opinion and perspective. Oh, okay. Thank you, Charles. Um, just being encouraged in that it is more important to exercise the love of God. It's more important to do the will of your father. It's more important to love your brethren as he gave you commandment than it is to point them out publicly when they're flawed or flog them or, um, you know what I mean? Flame spray, humiliate, whatever. It's more important to restore such a one in love and reconcile if you can, if, if all depends, if it all depends on you walk in peace with people. Yes. doesn't mean that you co-sign on wrongdoing. It doesn't mean that you turn your eye, a blind eye to sin. It doesn't mean any of those things. But it's amazing that God is able to accomplish all and still keep his word. So we don't have to try to figure out the formula. We're relieved of that obligation of trying to figure it out on our own. And we're relieved of the obligation or the um, enticement or entitlement to use our flesh as a means to try to accomplish what we think God wants. But we can just ask. And let him guide us in the situation and the circumstance. And he'll bring it to pass. Because how long was Apollo um, preaching before he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. We don't know. But clearly it wasn't his first rodeo if he was already eloquent and mm-hmm. boldly confident <laughs> in what he was saying. That wasn't his, his very first message, uh, more than likely. So if the Lord is, if the Lord is granting grace... If the Lord is at peace, if he is not offended, then who are we? Servants of the Lord. Huh? So we're just servants of the Lord. To have a different perspective. If the Lord is at peace, then we should look at our father and go, you're at peace? Okay, let me be at peace. Daddy, you know. You know, you guys were telling me about a little boy um, when you went to a a men's fellowship event. And there was a a little young man (laughs) with his dad. And everything his dad did, did, he did the same thing. He copied his dad to the best of his ability, even to trying to pick up chairs that were too big for him or something of, of that nature and, and yeah, almost falling over. 
because he was that um, that enthralled with his father, impressed by his father, and submitted mm-hmm. to the leading and guiding of his father that he wanted to do everything just like him. Instead of going, Dad, you don't know anything. Sit down. Right? Yes. I'm yes. not going to do a handshake. I'm going to do a double dap three well, times over. But he did that um, because... That's what he observed his father do with that person. So even in the interactions, how does his dad, this this child's dad interacted with each individual is how that child interacted with the individual, mm-hmm. which goes to your point, right? So if his dad gave him a hug, like he knew him, like right, then the child was trying to do the same thing. If he just gave him a handshake, then the child was trying to do the same thing. If he gave him a double dap or... <laughs> triple dabs or, or whatever, uh-huh. right? Then the child was trying to do the same thing. And if he just nodded, or then the, that's all the child would do. And then that's uh, such a beautiful example amen. and demonstration of what we're supposed to be like with our Heavenly Father. You know, the, the, little, the little boy, how old was he? Like four or five. Five, I think. <laughs> okay. And, and with his dad was so confident in the judgment of his father, so confident in the, the decisions of his father. And so um, I would just have to say enamored with <laughs> and in love with his dad that he just trusted him wholeheartedly and wanted to be just like him, but not in a way that was um, trying to replace his dad. It's not, it wasn't a Lucifer thing. Of, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be like the most high and kick you out. It wasn't any of that. And it wasn't, I know better than you. It was, you know, daddy, you doing it, daddy. I'm going to do it too. I have that much love and respect for you and honor for you as my father. I want to be just like you. And that, you know, that, that speaks to us. The Lord did say, come to him as a little child. Not that we lack in maturing towards him, but that we, as a little child, are enamored with him, are in love with him, are impressed by his vigor and his strength. And we trust full, fully and wholeheartedly his decision-making abilities for our own lives and in judging situations around us. So as you said, darling, the, if, the, if the boy saw his dad hug, then you're getting a hug, pal. If the boy saw his dad shake hands, then you're, I'm shaking hands. And it was described, it was like almost identical to what his dad was doing. It was as close to identical as a little boy could muster. Yes. And if his dad nodded his head, the little boy nodded his head, probably even made the same facial expressions. With every, you know, (laughs) attempt that he could muster. Absolutely. It was, but again, it was based on individual and the, the relationship that that individual had with his dad. And that's, as you were saying, an example, it's a perfect example of how we should be and with it's others. A perfect example of what Christ tried to articulate to us. Mm-hmm. I only do what I see my father do. He didn't go get out the way. I'm God, just like you are. I'm just as much God. Let me do it my way. You get behind me. Let me do it my way. That's not what, that's not what he said. Jesus articulated to us in the word, exactly what you all visualized and watched in this this little boy and his dad. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Jesus had the spirit without measure because he was trustworthy, not because he was God, because it says he laid aside Amen. all of his godly entitlements to put on human flesh and come in the earth and be obedient. It says I do nothing of my own initiative is how Jesus says it. Nothing. Not a word spoken, not an action, not a, not a thought. Mm-hmm. And you know the when when you all came and told me about this little boy, um, and you you got to witness him more than once. So this wasn't just a one time thing that you saw him. You've seen him 
multiple times at this point, and each time he acted the same way, uh-huh. but he was doing it with a smile and a joy. You know, it was like he lived, this is what he was living for, was to be just like his dad. And he he loved it. He wasn't sitting there as though he were being forced with his arms uh-huh. folded and pouting, and I got to shake your hand because my daddy said I had to. It was none of that. It was the pure joy and delight of being like his father that it made an impression on all three of you. Um, and that all three of you talked about this and shared it. And that's how our Lord Jesus approached Heavenly Father. So that's what we're supposed to be coming to him like. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Who else? Um, I'll go. All right, the Charles. And also a thing that the Lord is uh, showing me was that if we looked back inside of chapter 18, um, we see in verse 21 that Paul said, I'll be back if the Lord wills. Mm-hmm. Meaning that he didn't know, but now he's fully back. Meaning that it was the Lord's will for him to come back. Because we see now, after he'd already passed through, he has come back to Ephesus, and then now he's... Ephesus. Ephesus, sorry. That's okay. And then now he's discussing the word with them. But also, another thing that um, the Lord is pointing out to me was that uh, we know that there was more than 12 disciples inside the city. We know there was a considerable amount, but only 12 of them desired, or 12 of them had not received the Holy Spirit and desired to receive it. So what the Lord is pointing out to me is that he's not going to force the Holy Spirit on you. He's not going to say you're going to receive this Holy Spirit or else, but he gives you the option and it's up to us to be willing to do so, to be mm-hmm. willing to receive him. Mm-hmm. And how it's not the Lord saying "I'm you're going to receive him or you're going to be struck down or you're going to regret it, but he's saying, okay, I understand where you are. Then he works on us to get us to a point where we start to receive everything the Lord told us to receive. Meaning that it doesn't, you're not instantly a sin, you're not a sinner, then you're instantly saved, and now you're operating at the level that Jesus was in obedience-wise, but it's a progression, it's a build-up. It's not instantaneous, it's not spontaneous results, as many people believe or think it should be. Mm-hmm. But it's when we go through the process that we fully develop into who the Lord has for us. Meaning that if you don't, if you're working out and then you instantly got bulging muscles, you would not have the discipline it took to get to that point. Well, I mean, I, I like your example, right? But um, even better yet still, we all like the instant potatoes type of thing, right? Or I thought it, so it should just happen. Where the Lord's like, hey, I'm, I'm giving you these things. That would things. be so much easier sometimes. Right? But we'd have a whole lot of junk in our lives that we didn't want. So there's a process. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? Even with, we've talked about Apollo here, right? But remember, Paul went through that same experience. He, he taught, he preached the word for three years, Galatians mm-hmm. tells us. And then was brought out in the wilderness for 14. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, so the, Come on, sweetheart, let me teach you something. Exactly. Right? So there, there's this process. But we see this process in the Lord in everything, right? In, in all these natural circumstances. How many children think they're grown when clearly they're not? Oh, man. And want to engage in adult-style behavior. Or uh, let me phrase this correctly, what they perceive adult-style behavior to be. But it's never the real components of, exactly. of, of adulting. 
adult behavior that they want to jump into. They want to jump in the stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with being an adult. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so just having that understanding, right? Like, I'll say submitting to the Lord, going through the process he has to refine you, to build you up, to mature you, just like he did with his disciples. And it happened quickly. It, it will happen quickly. I'll say you'll notice it faster. And everything happens in the Lord's perfect timing. But the more willing we are to just submit to the Lord and go through his process definitely determines much of the time. Mm-hmm. To, to see us move forward. There's always, there's two sides. There's God's side and what he's doing. And then there's our side and our response to what mm-hmm. he's doing. God has already ordained and orchestrated the whole, the whole journey that we will walk and live. And in that, like you said, darling, choosing to let God have his way in our life will definitely take us down that road, whether he takes the scenic route or the, the, the wandering path, but it's his route. That's, going to be okay and that's going to get us to the destination that he desires but it's different when we resist him and we refuse him and we go like the the story we were talking about the article we were reading where the lady said i don't want to live your way i i want to make this as difficult you know i i don't want to do what you want me to do so i'm going to take my own route that's two totally different things Mm -hmm. so while we cannot transform ourselves instantly and the path that god takes might be the scenic route to getting us to that maturation that he's looking for that's okay. That's the good route. That's the best way for us to go because God knows our end from our beginning. He's already, you know, he's he knows seen exactly it. what we need. And exactly. He knows where we are. He knows what perfect timing our heart will be ready. Right. Just like Sosthenes. The Lord was like, I'm preaching the word to you now, but that beat down you're going to get is going to make my word come alive in a whole new way to you. Right. And your heart's going to be ready to come and to um, confess Jesus as Lord was before the beatdown. He wasn't ready. He was wanting somebody else to fall into that trap. So yes. now it's better if we don't need the beatdown, if we choose to take a different route. But if we insist upon it, the Lord's like, okay, I'll meet you on the other side. I've already ordained this, right? I've already, you know, Paul, I would rather you, you ask not. for these things. Oh, yeah, okay. Saul, I'd rather you not have scales on your eyes, but okay, I'll meet you on the other side of that. Right. Yes. I still instruct you along the way. And God was going to meet him at that moment, but he didn't have to be found there in sin. That was his choice. But God is still gracious. So in all mm-hmm. of that, all we have to think about, all we have to know and focus on is not how God's going to do it, but just that he's good. And we're going to say yes to him. And we're going to continue to say yes to him so he can have his perfect will and he'll work out the details. That's what I love about God. He'll work out the details. All we got to do is say, yes, God, I'm going with you and keep saying yes, keep saying yes, keep saying yes when it's hard, keep saying yes when it's slow, keep saying yes when it takes a long time, keep saying yes when it seems like it's not enough or it isn't going to work out or there's not enough money or they're not sweet enough keep saying yes when you're tired and keep saying yes even when it's easy and or appears easy when it's easy when things are going well you'll find that in scripture as well where all of a sudden it seems like it's easy david had peace all around him now he's up on the housetop exactly then he fell away he fell Mm -hmm. into sin he (laughs) he stopped doing the things the first things Mm -hmm. he was doing in his relationship Mm -hmm. with the lord so in everything keep following the Lord. Keep allowing him to bring you through the process. We're not Amen. perfected yet, Amen. but we should be becoming conformed to the image of Christ, being like our heavenly father. Amen. And here's how we can know that we've made it and we've arrived. 
We'll be transformed. Have our, we'll our, be in our glorified, our glorified bodies and we'll be in heaven. Ta-da! That's how you know when you're finished and your journey's at its end. When you're standing and, in heaven and hopefully in your the Lord stands body. up and, and welcomes you in and And not just well for a done. visit. Yes. Not, not, not just a visit, but when you have the glorified body on. Amen. And you're hearing that well done. Okay, you're done. There's <laughs> a lot in there for today. So let's pause. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and just allowing us to apply it to our life, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for giving us the formula that we need, Lord, to not only survive inside this physical life, Lord, but also please you, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit, Lord, and just allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us, Lord, and just delivering us from everything that's going on inside our life, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.